0: super talk mississippi media production
1: hi this is dr andy barlow with the chiropractic physician center of tupelo and author of the number one best-selling book the code are you sick and tired of being sick and tired then call my office at 662-844-1414 and order my new book the code
2: this is gerard gibbert and thank you for listening to middays here on super talk mississippi
0: get ready get ready to go beyond the headlines
2: Everyone, and welcome to Midday Super Talk, Mississippi. I'm your host, Gerard Gibbard, along with a rhino in the Element Well Studios, guiding you through the middle of your day with fax fodder, and fine music on this Friday Eve. Yes, it is. And it's a little sunny outside. It's kind of nice. Yeah, what is that big, glowy orb thing in the sky? I don't know, but I could get accustomed to it <laughs> relative to the. Uh, The clouds and rain we've had rather consistently the last few weeks, an unusually wet and cloudy August and on into September. Next week looks really good. You see that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. In the meantime, out there in California, they are experiencing quite the heat wave. But this ain't the first time, by the way. Nonetheless, the climate change is zealots who regularly genuflect at the altar of climate change, that would include the governor of the Golden State, Gavin Newsom, they're, of course, attributing the shortage of electricity and the stress on the electrical power grid to climate change. So, from now on, Every single problem, every single issue that confronts humanity, (laughs) the answer from the left, the reason, the root cause from the left, it's only got to be one of two things. Sometimes it's both. It's climate change and it's race. Right? I mean, I I think (laughs) I have captured that. I would offer
3: a third option that they they tend to point to is uh, the patriarchy.
2: Ah, MAGA Republicans. <laughs> oh my gosh. So all right, I, I I gotta tell uh one of our listeners yesterday, I'm not sure who, a member of our audience, that sent a message on the Ceasefire text line that said Newsom was uh taped video wearing a jacket. And I must apologize because in the video I saw, I didn't get the full view of the upper part of his body. It looked like a short sleeve shirt to me, So, and it's hot. But it turns out, after seeing a video that was shot from a, a further away distance so you could see more of the governor in the field of view, he does, in fact, have a jacket on. 78 degrees is the request that the governor has issued uh, to set your thermostat, which really means it probably doesn't kick on a whole lot, your air conditioning whatsoever, though it's quite hot. And I don't know, we may have some sound. I didn't look for it right now. That's on me. Where the governor says, oh, actually, I'm, I'm quite cool. Something of that effect. Cool with a jacket on. With a record heat wave, temperature's over 90. He's cool, quite comfortable. He's a liar, is what he is, but he's pretty good at this. Who believes that garbage? you got to be brainwashed. Brain dead, more appropriately. So, the Wall Street Journal penned to the editorial board... Uh, I thought penned an excellent article on this situation, and they go on to say that the the climate left is what they call it blames drought for causing a reduction in the state's hydropower. But why didn't lawmakers and grid managers prepare for such a scenario? They've known about this. So if you look at what's happened in in California. They've gone they've they've attempted at least to replace as much as possible of their traditional electric power, which is generated by fossil fuels to wind and solar and green energy, but it's not getting the job done. So and you know, the only way that happened is because of state sponsored subsidies. So the government has to pay essentially intervene in the market, and that's to pay to achieve their climate goals. And this is all part and in conjunction with the state's various renewable mandates. The most recent is that you can't sell a new vehicle that is powered by traditional fossil fuels past 2035 in California. And they've got an interim goal as well. I can't remember what it is, like 30% of the vehicles in 2030, something to that effect. But it's relying on imports from other states recently, in the evenings, especially during the heat waves. But these imports are becoming less dependable, less dependable because most of California's neighbors are also losing their base load generators because of these renewable handouts. So it's it's putting pressure, it's stressing the entire area, the entire western portion of the US. And it's installed temporary gas-fired generators, what an irony, to run during grid emergencies. Oh really? You've got to rely on traditional power sources so while it's working hard to essentially banish fossil fuels it's now becoming more dependent on them because of the lack of sufficient power stemming from the green sources it's this is another situation where this is fully legal but it's causing massive pain it's just stupid and and as i've said on the show which may become a slogan there's no accountability for stupidity except at the ballot box and they reelected this nut he got recalled as you as you recall what within the last year and in accordance with california law that means you got to have a special election it does not preclude the elected leader who was recalled from running again and he did and he won they elected him again. I know another place that's similar to that, that's experiencing utility problems, basic services. Hmm, we might be sitting in it. Unbelievable. Here's my concern. Stuff that starts in California generally does not just remain in California. Because all these other virtuous, noble, woke Leaders of other, governors, etc of other states, oh, we can't let California one up us here. So look for this to happen. We're going backwards. This is nuts. Rhode Island Energy this summer asked regulators to more than double current electric rates for this winter. Double. Now, it is true. pay twice the power bill? No. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you've seen in the UK, they're, I think, either have or are very close to implementing price controls, a price cap.
3: I want to say it's either Scotland or Ireland that has already done so. I want to say it's Scotland. Okay. They've already frozen utility prices. They've put an eviction moratorium in place and a rent increase moratorium to prevent the increase in cost of living.
2: It's gotten so crazy, you dug up for us and shared a real live video of a game show contestants compete in, and it's a Wheel of Fortune-style board. Yeah, it's, it's kind of
3: like the the Ellen talk show where she gives away stuff, or Oprah, where you get a car and you get a car, so it was a okay. giveaway on a talk show. Okay. Yeah, they spun the wheel, and you had a couple slots on the wheel that were 3,000 pounds, Several slots on the wheel that were a thousand pounds and the rest were we'll pay your energy bill
2: for four months. Unbelievable. So that's become something of significant value. That's the point.
3: Yeah, considering I'm comparing it to Oprah, you get a car and you get a
2: car and you get your power <laughs> no, bill paid, power paid bill. and you get your power bill paid. So look, the the grid problems in California they're not a function of climate change. They're just not. They are, the culprit is the left's climate policies. That's the culprit. It's not climate change. Just like the mayor in Jackson. Oh, it's climate change. That's what causes it. Climate change? Bull. It's, it's like trying to Biden run a race now. with a half-built engine. Yeah, it's a good point. Good analogy. The culprit is bad policy. It's stupidity. That's the culprit. Just call it what it is. just stupid. You just essentially eliminated your primary source of power and thought this other stuff would replace it. And it can't. And now people are sweltering. You're shutting down the economy. We'll take a break on Middays. We're coming right back.
4: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 20% chance of showers, mostly sunny, high near 86. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 68. Your finally Friday, a 70% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 85. And a look to Saturday, much of the same, 70% chance of rain, high near 85. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton since 1871. Come to our Deer Hunter Appreciation Sale September 8th through the 10th for all the great deals. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton.
7: I'm Lauren McGraw with Got To Go. Have you got bathroom restoration or construction going on? Well, we've got you covered with deluxe luxury restrooms with air conditioning, LED lights, radio, Bluetooth, and all the amenities for your needs. When you've got to go, you've got to go. Got to go. 601-879-3969.
1: Summer doesn't have to end on Labor Day, and neither do the savings at Ms. Kelly's
0: and Save up to 15% off and get special, no-money-down financing for 60 months. Bring everyone together with a new sectional or dining room. Need something now? Choose from our huge selection of in-stock inventory, and there's no waiting. Stretch out the summer as long as you can, and save big during the extended Labor Day sale at misskellys and MissKelley's.com.
4: Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 in our headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com.
6: To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6-9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way, Super Talk Mississippi 97.3.
0: Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's do this. On Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Back, everyone. Midday Super Talk, Mississippi, in the Element Well Studios. Coming up at eleven oh five, Doug Kelly, CEO of the American Edge Project. Mr. Kelly will discuss the challenges and the problems with antitrust legislation that targets the technology industry. Congress has got. Uh, a hankering for that. We'll find out more about what those problems are and where that stands. And then at 1205, Mississippi Secretary of State Michael Watson will join us, and he'll discuss voter registration month and give us an update from the Secretary of State's office, etc. Look forward to those interviews. Hope you'll stay with us. So we're just talking about the problems with the electric grid in California, the Golden State. It's amazing that this can even happen in this country. Uh, it's amazing that we can't produce clean, safe drinking water reliably in a major American city such as Jackson. Those are just unthinkable, honestly. So what Newsom says, and he was slammed, by the way, because he's wearing this stupid fleece coat in an air-conditioned room. Oh, it's was actually quite cool. What a goof! Rules for thee, but not for me. Well, it's the same guy that went and had a five hundred dollar plate meal right during the pandemic, telling everybody else stay in your home and wear a mask. It, not for him, though.
3: Nancy Don't Pelosi you dare even go to the beach, right? <laughs> Fill in those skate parks with sand. <laughs> That's
2: right. How dumb was that? No doubles in tennis. That was my favorite still in Nassau County. No doubles with a podium out there on the tennis court for drama, dramatic effect. You could play tennis, but no doubles. Oh, my gosh. California is experiencing this as the governor, an unprecedented heat wave. This will be the hottest and longest on record for September as temperatures soared into triple digits in some parts of the state. Oh gosh. She says, pre-cool your home, run your air conditioner early <laughs> while wearing <laughs> this is why he was wearing his zipped up black fleece jacket and baseball cap. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so some of the comments he got, of course, from folks on Twitter. I mean it's the best part about Twitter, right? Is that nobody's off out of bounds. You can talk to anybody, including the governor. Just random citizen with a phone and Twitter. And this uh, this person tweeted, "He's sitting inside wearing a warm jacket during a heat wave, telling the rest of us to use a not to use AC." Unbelievable. Another one said, "Why are you wearing a jacket zipped up to your neck? Is your AC too cold?" <laughs> And so, yet another, Gavin, I'm sweating inside my house right now with a quarter of the clothing, clothing on that you're wearing in this video. Where are you? <laughs> so, this is even a richer one here, Rhino. Mark Brown, a reporter, a journalist at ABC Channel 7 in Los Angeles. Yeah, that's the one that lost power. Yeah, he says, well, the power... The power just went out here, this was yesterday, and the Oil and Gas Workers Association says, get somebody to bring you five gallons of a wind turbine. (laughs) Oh, you idiots. It's stupid. Just call it what it is. It's not virtuous. It's not noble. It's not saving the planet. It's causing harm and pain. It's stupid. Especially
3: when you consider that America's pollution is a spit in the pool compared to what China's dumping in.
2: Oh, you can't say that though. That's xenophobic.
3: Yeah, right.
2: <laughs>
3: Just incredible. That's why the Chinese have a term for dumb liberals. Baijo. <laughs>
2: what say it again? Baijo. And what does that mean, dumb liberals? Basically dumb white liberal. <laughs> The dumb white liberals are ruining the country. Let's just be honest about it. They just are. Can you believe he made a video with a fleece jacket on during a heat wave? I mean, it's just propaganda.
3: Yeah, it's it's hard to take politicians seriously because half of them are so worried about optics that when you have the no doubles during COVID... (laughs) They had to have the podium on the tennis court. Exactly. But this guy is so above the optics that he's wearing a coat indoors and a heat wave. <laughs> uh, you
2: know, you can't I, I, take these people seriously except for the fact that they hold power. That's the problem. I, and I, I laugh at the lunacy of it. I'm not laughing at the conditions and the situation, they are abhorrent. But so avoidable. That's the problem. Avoidable. This is ideologically driven. And such an ideology is just stupid. <laughs> just call it that. It is crazy that they're blaming drought for causing a reduction in the hydropower. Okay, I get that. But this isn't new. Droughts aren't new to the area. Didn't they prepare for that? Didn't they count on that? It's, it's incredible. And of course, the shortages are causing the prices to spike to boot. So you're paying more money to be less comfortable for more inconvenience. I'm, I'm concerned about this spreading to the rest of the country because the, this climate left, the zealots, this is what they want. You just—it's almost like Newsom was like ecstatic, exuberant, celebrating, euphoric. Oh yeah, they can't use those fossil fuels because there are none. You can't turn it on and get anything out of it. That's just sick, sick man. Oh man, the ceasefire text line president elect says, "Hell, I'm laughing at them, Gerard. They brought it on themselves." I, you know. I hear you, and it's hard to laugh, of course, at the plight of others, and, and I certainly don't want to indicate or, or infer that I'm doing that, project that I'm doing that, because I'm not. I'm laughing at the stupidity of the people in charge, because condemning them, repudiating them doesn't seem to work. But I hear you. Listener, C Spire Tax Line, President Elect. The people, this is what they voted for. But ah, in fairness, I don't think they saw this coming. But that's on them. Because, but you know, part of the problem, Ron, is they just lie about it all the time. And and look, it's it's natural for us. I think as voters, we want to believe the people. We should be able to believe the people that we elect. And we place in power in government. We should be able to believe them, but we can't because they lie. This guy's lying. And it's in, I think the lying is further amplified by the duplicity of wearing a fleece jacket during a heat wave when you're asking people to turn their air conditioners off. Like you're trying to convince them hey, look, just pretend in your mind you're really not hot. It's just crazy. Think colder thoughts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like put pictures in front of you of blizzards or something, right? <laughs> Don't watch YouTube though to get photos and videos of of uh, blizzard situations because that uses electricity, <laughs> of course. I mean, when are they going to wake up and realize you can't have a functioning economy without fossil fuels? That's just the bottom line. By the way, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen used to be, of course, chair of the Federal Reserve. She's headed, I believe, to Michigan today. Now, the Treasury Secretary, who has responsibility for overseeing the nation's internal bank, if you will, she's going to Detroit And it is expected that she is going to call for the end of the use of fossil fuels. This is the Treasury Secretary. And it's once again consistent with this administration's focus and demand, and order actually, that climate change be a central theme to all government policy, including fiscal policy, and and fiscal operations at the Department of Treasury. What the hell's that got to do with climate change? She's going literally to talk about ending fossil fuels. She's the Treasury Secretary. Has inflation crossed your mind? Has the debt come up in conversations? Are you worried about solar panels and wind turbines? That just blew me away when I saw that. True story. We'll step aside for a break right here on middays. We'll come right back in the Element Well studios.
8: This is Allison Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family owned and operated, located in Gluckstadt, south of Germantown High. Callaway's has a large selection of all your favorite trees, shrubs, and fall color plants. Callaway's has large rolls of pine straw, and we offer quantity pricing. Callaway's outdoor patio furniture is in stock and ready for delivery, all 20 to 50% off, and for a limited time, free delivery in the metro area. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, fall pumpkins, Local honey, jellies, jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm fresh produce seven days a week. Did you know Callaway's has beautiful decorative accessories and gift items for your indoor and outdoor living spaces? Callaway's has bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Callaway's landscape designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. Callaway's Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything
7: for home and garden. That's what Callaway's is.
9: At Batteries
0: Plus, we power family road trips. We power bedtime stories. We do more than replace batteries and fix phones and tablets. We help our neighbors power their lives. Visit us in-store, curbside, and at BatteriesPlus.com. The
4: best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at Fourth Goal Sports Cafe, the Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the metro. Call
10: 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283 bridge builders
11: i'm kelly bennett and you're listening to super talk mississippi news federal state and local leaders are working together to restore clean drinking water to the over 150,000 residents and business owners in jackson governor tate reeves warned monday that while improvements are being made future disruptions can't be ruled out
1: we have however reached a place where people in jackson can trust that water will come out of the faucet People in Jackson can trust that toilets can be flushed, and people in Jackson can trust that fires can be fought.
11: Senator John Horn told us Wednesday that under the current state of emergency, the Board of Health has given themselves 120 days to get things back to dependability and reliability.
12: And I'm being told that we're talking maybe two weeks or less hopefully less before we get safe drinking water back online so we're still under the boil water notice in the meantime
13: from the ground up from the grassroots that's how we began in 1922 and that's how we do things today
2: Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We are in the Element Well Studios, cruising through hour one of the program on this Friday Eve. By the way, on the C Spire text line, Rhino makes Thursday sound so good. From Johnny <laughs> at eleven oh five, Doug Kelly, CEO of the American Edge Project. We're going to talk about antitrust legislation that targets the tech industry specifically that uh, is being pushed in Congress. We'll get into why that is a problem and not a good idea. Michael Watson, Mississippi Secretary of State, on at 1205. So Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, she's going to once again demonize the fossil fuels industry. You know, the people that make that stuff that keeps us alive, essentially. We can't live without it. I think that's safe to say. It's not a stretch. It's not hyperbole. She's going to call him out today. She's going to be in Detroit. And I think, Rhino, it's at a Ford factory, if I'm not mistaken. Of course, she's trying to push the electric vehicle evolution. Then this is is it comes on the heels of the passage of the Inflation Reduction Act which includes a mere $14.2 billion of subsidies for EVs, again, influencing behavior, attempting to, at least, buy behavior. It's really what it is. And that's all designed to reduce emissions from those apparatus that provide transportation for Americans that is believed to be a major contributor to the rise in global temperatures. Quote, We will rid ourselves from our current dependence on fossil fuels. She's the Treasury Secretary. What am I missing here? This is not in your swim lane here, toots. Stick to the Treasury Services. Stick to fiscal policy. Stick to running the Treasury in an orderly and efficient fashion. That's what you get paid to do. Not be a climate change justice warrior. Our plan, she goes on to say, powered by the Inflation Reduction Act, represents the largest investment in fighting climate change in our country's history. It will put us well on our way toward a future where we depend on the wind, sun, and other clean sources of energy. You mean like they're doing in California, where they basically are demanding? Really, it's demanding. You could say it's requesting, but it's more demanding people to turn their thermostats on 78 when it's 100 degrees outside, to refrain from charging their non-CO2-emitting electric vehicles. And, of course, don't use your large appliances, I don't know, to make dinner or anything like that. That's insane. So all of the ingenuity, all of the innovation through the decades of American capitalism, which led us to all these conveniences of life, like air conditioners and appliances. You know, like refrigerators and stoves and ovens, dishwashers. Yeah, don't use that stuff cuz we don't have any power. This is insane. It really is. But her speech, of course, is what she's going to focus on, to try to tie it to the treasury is the role that capital can play. Money in addressing climate change. And this is, of course, all rooted in the misguided, misplaced ESG movement, stands for Economic, Social, and Corporate Governance. And I'm so glad to see that there's some lawsuits forming up where investors and folks that have their money invested in companies 401k plans, etc., and other other interested parties, stakeholders, are saying, you're breaching your fiduciary responsibility, corporate America, when you're more focused on environmental, social, and governance matters than producing goods and services that make a profit in the most efficient way you can. That's not to say you should not be socially responsible and do it within the constraints of of a sensible law. Not to say that, but if all your focus is on, well, we may have lost money, but look what we did for the climate. Look at our board composition. Look at how we have adjusted our staffing model so that we have more minorities and disadvantaged than LBGDQIA2S+, whatever the hell it is these days, on staff and in management positions. Well, of course, that's more, Im- more important than, I don't know, making money. And, you know, you make money by serving society and producing value for society. No, that's secondary. We're more concerned about how many of this, that, and the other checking the boxes like on the chessboard we've talked about and how... Biden appointed his cabinet. That's more important. And, of course, we're going green. We power our factories with solar panels and wind. I don't worry about the fact that when they go down, we can't produce anything, and we lose money when that happens. That's not important. That's true. So she's going to say her notes. When these guy when these cabinet members go out and make these speeches, they, they tend to kind of... Leak their notes out to the press. Their prepared remarks. Yeah, in advance so the press can be prepared and promote it to some extent. She says in her remarks that she's scheduled to deliver today, By mobilizing private capital, the clean energy tax credits implemented by Treasury will propel our economy and workers to a leadership position in the fastest-growing markets and technologies of today and the future with positive spillovers to the rest of the world. Huh? That's just a bunch of word salad that means nothing. What people want is abundant affordable energy, period. They want abundant, affordable, clean, safe drinking water. Pretty fundamental. Like, way down at the bottom of the list as far as priorities. As you ascend upward. Most important, all the way up. Got to get the water taken first. Got to have that in place before I can layer on anything else. And the power. It ain't hard to figure out. It's worked pretty well, by the way, and as you pointed out, we have so many times on the program, if you don't do something about China and India...
3: And you're... or embrace nuclear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they always a... leave that out in the green energy formulas, but we... it's considered green energy. Of course it is. So it, it's a wonder why it gets left off all these lists and all these politicians spouting out nonsense from the mouth about how we have to go green, we need wind energy, we need solar, and then crickets when it comes to nuclear. Even though it's
2: green energy. It's unbelievable. I agree. Just doesn't fit the old narrative, I guess. Ford cuts 3,000 jobs by following the EV future. 800K and shoes were stolen off trailers in Memphis, Biden's country. Yeah, we hadn't even gotten into this gunman in memphis last night playing shoot up on facebook so and look that's that's another result it's another issue that's rooted in bad management bad policy i think uh, the more appropriate word is stupidity you have you have these career criminals the, the heiress also that was kidnapped, killed in Memphis, same deal. Rap sheet a mile long, same deal with this thug, right? Both had rap sheets a mile long. Didn't serve their entire sentences. Even the mayor of Memphis is denouncing that. So the the goal by the left is to decriminalize crime and, in fact, vilify the victims, demonize the victims, and further to diminish the value, the dignity of work. That's bad combination. That produces bad results. We're seeing it unfold in front of our very eyes. And it's, once again, rooted in this nonsense of racism. Oh, well, that person killed a bunch of people or committed a bunch of crimes? What race are they? That's that's how we'll decide what, what kind of sentence to hand down and, and uh, whether or not we'll require them to serve out their time, etc. That figures into it. Also, they can doctor the statistics. Again, as Bob Woodson said, sacrificing black lives to gain black votes. Absolutely right. We'll step aside for a break right here. Don't forget Doug Kelly after the... Break at the top of the hour, CEO of the American Edge Project.
9: That's right. School is back in session. That means it's time for our back-to-school super sale at Mazda of Jackson. That's right. School is back. And so is carpool and traffic. We're here to put you into a new ride so you can get to school in style while saving you cash. Get super low 2.9% financing for 72 months on new 2022 Mazda CX-9s. Get 2.49% financing for 36 months on new 2022 Mazda CX-5s. And come see the all-new 2023 Mazda CX-50. Buy a new Mazda and Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Shop right now at Monsterofjackson.com. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty. Have a trade? Bring it in, and we'll give you top dollar for it, even if you don't buy a vehicle from us. And remember, 100% credit approval is our number one goal. School is in session. So come get your deal now at Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Monsterofjackson.com. With approved credit, let's like we'll select for details.
6: It's time to fuel up during the Ag Up Equipment 75 year celebration. Save up to $3,250 on a new John Deere 5e tractor. Plus, you'll receive a $75 fuel card. Listen up, that isn't all. How about 0% financing for 72 months? Come celebrate with us at any of our 16 locations or visit us at agup.com. 10 1031 2022. Fuel cards available while supplies last. Some exclusions apply. See dealer for details.
15: This is the opening agri-market report. The opening of the New York Cotton Exchange. The summer cotton was up 189 to 103.51. March cotton was up 178 to 133. At the opening of the Chicago Board of Trade November soybeans were down six and three quarters to thirteen seventy six and three quarters per bushel. January soybeans were down six and three quarters to thirteen eighty two per bushel. December corn was down eight cents to six sixty three per bushel. March corn was down eight cents to six sixty seven and three quarters per bushel. At the market till October live cattle was down twenty two to one forty four oh two. December live cattle was down twenty seven to one forty nine eighty. October feeders up eighty five to. One eighty four eighty. November feeders up fifty five to one eighty six. Even and at the open, the Dow Jones up ninety seven points, 31,677. thousand six seventy seven. I'm Dixon Williams, and it's a Super Talk Mississippi Angry News
0: Network. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed.
16: For more information,
0: contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us.
6: Special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 09. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: Are we going to do this? Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Keep
17: rolling. 3, 2, 1.
0: On Super Talk Mississippi.
2: bumping us into this final segment of Hour One on Middays, live from the Element Wealth Studios. Go to myelementwealth.com or call 601-957-6006 to let Element Wealth help you find your balance between income, growth, and guarantees. Yeah, so Janet Yellen headed up there to Detroit. Going to be at a Ford factory today to declare... The end of fossil fuels. We're ridding ourselves of fossil fuels, going backwards, what it looks to me like. Jason says, so stupid, excuse me, if they really want clean energy, the fossil fuel industry's tech R&D resources would certainly help. Why not ask? The reality is, Jason, the fossil fuels industry is making monumental investments and clean energy, the most of any industry, because they it's a hedge against the future. They're trying to protect their future. It's simple as that. So they are, but it's got to be phased in. There's a place for that, I think, in our overall uh, source of electric power, in the matrix of the sources of power. But it's not one where you can just say, oh, yeah, we're totally eliminating fossil fuels. We're going to 100% replace them with the sorts of renewable energy sources that are available today and affordable today. It's just too soon. It's got to be phased in. It's got to be methodical. It's got to be thought through. But these guys are insisting, these climate change zealots, that unfortunately are running our country and running many of our states. They're insisting it's got to be done now. Got to be done now. Mose says, Gerard, the military uses vests similar to flak vests that hold ice packs and extreme heat. Newsom could have been wearing one of those under that jacket. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wouldn't put it past him there, Mose. Uh, but it, the dramatic... The the feigned drama is really what it is. It's just feigned drama. Hey, look at me, I've got a fleece jacket on. I'm quite comfortable. It's kind of chilly when I came in here. It's just you're lying. And what are you what's the message there? Hey you peons, you little people out there, keep your thermostat on seventy eight and just enjoy it. Your benevolent government is allowing you to put it on seventy eight. You speak up, it'll be 90 next time. I mean, seriously. They're acting like it's a favor, not an inconvenience, an imposition, or causing discomfort. We're letting you put it on 78. You should be happy. Look what we're doing for the planet. Incredible. Let's see. It's all about control of your money. It's eco-socialism, says the Godfather on the ceasefire tax line. Oh no, laugh at the stupidity of liberal morons and their conditions. Tim and McGee says they voted for it, so live with it. I hear you, Tim, and I, I know that's the tendency is to shake your finger and say I told you so. And I, I I get it. I understand the strong impulse to do that. But let's keep in mind that everybody didn't ask for that. But they're all having to live with it, right? I mean, that's, the, that's the problem is stuff's gotten so radical, and and we've discussed that before. It's not like the differences in the prevailing ideologies and really philosophies. It's not like there's just minor nuances that separate them. It's just major. And climate change, unfortunately, is one of those. All right. You know, I care about the planet. It's it's a disingenuous for the left to say, "Well, as long as you keep want want to to keep riding in your your fossil fuels vehicle, you don't care about the planet." That's just not true. I, I care about a prosperous economy. I care about reliability. I care about quality of life. You haven't shown me a viable alternative yet. That's not to say that. I don't think we should continue advancing electric vehicles. I still think that eventually all these things that are a problem today are going to be resolved. I I really do. But in time. It's just not ready. Not ready. It's the old, I've used this analogy before, you're burning the house down you're living in before your other one's built. It's not ready. Relax. Relax. Now, I will say this, some bit of good news. I noticed first time in some time the price of regular on the signs on the three service stations at the main intersection just north of us here all had a two-handle in front of them. Do you notice that? All below three bucks for regular. Some of that's because, a lot of that's actually because, a reduction in demand. When we get back to school, we stop traveling. Summer's over. Across the nation. Also, China insists that they're going to shut the whole dang place down to rid themselves of COVID. They're back in that mode again. And uh, that actually causes concerns for our supply chain, but it's dramatically reduced demand for fossil fuels in China because everybody's holed up in their house. And that's figuring into the market price. Doug Kelly, the CEO of the American Edge Project, will join us after Super Talk News and Fox News right here in
0: the Element Well Studios You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson Super Talk Mississippi powered by your tree professionals at Barone's Tree Pros 601-345-8090 Fox News.
7: God, Lou, the royal family gathering with Queen Elizabeth at her estate in Scotland amid worries about the 96-year-old's
17: health. At Balmoral now, we are told her four children, that's Prince Charles, Prince Andrew, Princess Anne, Prince Edward. Her eldest grandson, Prince William, has just landed. Other household mem- members, that is, relatives of her, have landed along with Prince William.
7: Fox is Greg Palcott, former President Trump's longtime ally Steve Bannon, has rendered surrendered in New York City to face state money laundering and conspiracy charges, alleging he duped donors who gave money to build a wall on the U.S.-Mexico border. And Bernard Shaw, who was CNN's chief anchor for two decades, also a pioneering black broadcaster, has died, according to a former network executive. He was 82. America's listening
5: to Fox News.
17: Protect your home and office with Havard Pest Control, a family-owned and operated business for 75 years. Havard provides termite and pest services with free quotes, low-monthly payments, free recalls, and unmatched customer service. For more information, visit HavardPest.com.
0: Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com.
11: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Water is flowing in Jackson again, though residents are now in the sixth week of a boil water advisory. The state took over operations at the city's main water treatment facility a week ago. Senator John Horn toured that facility over the weekend.
12: They've gotten done in, in seven days, a lot more than has been done in the last seven years, in my opinion. And
11: if the State Department of Health sees there's a public health risk, they're required to take over. Horn told us that process started three weeks ago.
12: The state health officer was informed by staff that there were some real problems and that the O.B. Curtis water plant was at risk of failure. And it, and what that meant, uh, according to what I was told is that if it actually failed, then we would be looking at somewhere between 18 months and three years for getting it restored. Oh wow! So, so uh, they got to it just in the nick of time.
3: Hey, Lucky Buck here. It's time to have more fun, more often. That's right, my little buckaroos.
9: The Mississippi Lottery will begin drawing Cash 3 and Cash 4 twice a day. But wait, there's more. Add the Fireball feature and you can increase your winnings. And increase your odds of winning. More times to play Cash 3 and Cash 4. More ways to win with
0: Fireball. Ah, sounds like a winner to me.
13: Have fun, y'all.
9: Gambling prom, Call 1-800-522-4700.
11: A teen suspect is in custody in connection with a deadly shooting rampage in Memphis. Fox's Jonathan Sari is there. Four people were killed and at least three
13: other injured in seven separate shootings across the city of Memphis yesterday. All of them linked to a single gunman. Police say it started at roughly 1 a.m. Wednesday. A 24-year-old man was found shot and killed in his driveway. Things were quiet until late that afternoon. A man was shot and killed inside his car and a woman shot in the leg and taken to the hospital. With non-critical injuries, the gunman then went on to Facebook Live and streamed himself walking into an auto parts store and firing a handgun, critically injuring a man inside. When viewers tipped off police about the live stream, they were able to link it to the suspect in the first shooting, 19-year-old Ezekiel Kelly.
11: A suspect has a prior criminal history and had previously been sentenced to several years in prison, but was released in March after serving less than a year of that sentence.
9: Join Mississippi's handyman, Buddy Slowick, every Saturday from 10 till noon as he broadcasts live from the Mississippi Construction Education Foundation Studio. Whether you're looking to learn a trade or expand your skills, contact MCEF today. Join Sports Talk Mississippi every Friday during the 5 o'clock hour for Food Fridays presented by Polk's Meat. We'll tell you our favorite way to grill the delicious Polk's original, Cajun and garlic and green onion sausages, as well as other barbecue favorites. Remember, picky people pick Polk's. MTV
17: is
0: Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. That's what I like to listen to. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Back everyone, hour two of midday Super Talk Mississippi live from the Element Well Studios. Joining us now, Doug Kelly, CEO of the American Edge Project. Morning, Doug. Thanks for joining us.
18: Hey, uh, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me.
2: You bet. So, tell us uh, first of all exactly what the American Edge Project's mission is.
18: Sure. So the American Edge Project focuses on the importance of American technology innovation, right? Innovations are secret sauce as a country. Um, and at the end of the day, um, technology is not just another sector to monkey around with. It is the very backbone of our economy, of our national security, and our values as well.
2: Yeah, no doubt. It is a shining star and a distinction on the world stage for this country relative to, to the rest of the world, most of the technology it emanates from this country across the spectrum of disciplines. Honestly, not just what traditionally is thought about with information technology, but healthcare technology, energy technology, just you name it, automobile technology. It all emanates from here. But in particular, the focus on information technology and the giant ecosystem that that is. It just seems like the government always has it in its crosshairs. What's up with that?
18: Well, look, I think one of the big challenges that we have now as a country is that we've been a very specific leader in innovation because we've created innovation ecosystems, like you said. Um, but China's dead set on dethroning us as the world's innovation leader. And that's a dangerous thing because we have two very different sets of values, and it matters which country builds the future. And so... Rather than doing things that really can help accelerate innovation, right now, Congress is doing things that can hinder innovation and tie the hands of America's most innovative companies. Um, and that's a danger because that can hand a multi generational advantage to China.
2: Yeah. Is there any specific legislation that you can uh, talk about you want to share?
18: Yeah, sure. So yeah, I'll say also, look, Congress sometimes does good things on this, right? Uh, they recently passed the CHIPS Plus bill, which is helping create new semiconductor factories right here in the USA. So we're not dependent on that supply chain being way over in Asia. So, now that's a good thing. But at the same time, you can't pass bills, and these are the antitrust bills that they're talking about on Capitol Hill, that would target America's biggest technology innovators. These are basically companies who are in fierce competition with each other, um, but they're targeting them to either break them up, to restrict the lines of business they're in, or to prohibit them from engaging in mergers and acquisitions. And the problem is, is the, the, the people who are gonna bear all this burden are gonna be small businesses, because small businesses use these, use these technology tools to survive the pandemic, And a new study just came out uh, at the end of last month that showed um, if Congress passes these bills, it will cost small and medium-sized businesses $500 billion in lost sales Hmm. in just the first five years. Hmm. That's half a trillion
6: dollars. Right, it's a lot, yeah. So
18: those are real consequences, right? I mean, if if you're a small business and you uh, you know, uh, their forecast is that you lose five percent on your sales. If you lose five percent on your sales, you're going to have to cut jobs at a time when America is just coming out of a really struggling time. And so, these bills are the wrong way to go.
2: What's what's the underlying goal? What's what's the what are the results that uh, this this regulation and this regulatory framework uh, purports to achieve? It 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 always seems to me mm-hmm. like it's it's a bit. Uh, misguided. And and also, it it seems like every time the government gets involved uh, on the on the premise that they want to protect consumers, they always make it worse, honestly. Mm
18: -hmm. Yeah, well, I think that's a great point. Um, I think driving this is that they feel the largest technology companies in this country, the most innovative ones are, in fact, monopolies. When in reality, there's plenty of fierce competition. So instead of using the same standard that we've used for the last 50 years on antitrust, it says, hey, at the end of the day, we care what happens to the consumer, and so we, the consumer welfare standard matters. What Congress is considering doing is changing it to protect specific competitors. And, you know, look, it's football season now, right? Um, that would be like the NCAA leaning in to say, hey, we want to, help teams in the Big Ten or the Pac-12 because they're not as competitive
2: with those in the SEC.
5: Yeah. Like,
18: that doesn't make sense. America's always embraced competition. We've made the best team or the best business win.
2: Right. Yeah, but gosh, it seems like every time we turn around, there there's more uh, government uh, uh, direction and allocation of resources to specific industries. that happen to be the favorites of government on any given day. And uh, that doesn't seem to be a willingness on the part of government just to stay out.
18: There's some in the government who have that the right focus on this, right? Uh, some in the Pentagon who are like, look, these technology companies are investing more each year in critical research and development than the Pentagon are, yeah, um, by you know 30 billion dollars a year. And so some of the Pentagon and the, and the military are saying, hey, we need to partner more closely with these private sector technology companies because we can't replicate what they're doing, but we want to leverage that so that we can have better weapons, stronger protections uh, against cyber attacks. And at the same time, most of these technologies that these companies are building um, are dual-use technologies. Yes, the Pentagon is interested in them, but they're also really powerful commercial technologies right and china's racing against us to get those as well so you know at the end of the day whichever country gets a real command of artificial intelligence 5g and what's known as quantum
2: quantum computing they're going to dictate
18: they're going to dictate the future for the next 50 years and not just from a military standpoint but also from a economic standpoint and so do we want to have china be the ones selling these different products and these different things to the rest of the world, or do we want it to be America? Which to me, the choice is very clear. <laughs> yeah. It needs to be America because with those sales, our values go along with it. And we have a very different set of values than China does.
2: Yeah, totally agree. And it's, uh, it's been a serious concern of, of mine as a. As a Uh, one who's been in the technology industry a long time, the advances in the investment that China's making in those technologies, in particular quantum computing. I've always felt for some time whoever is really uh, first to um, uh, sort of commercialize quantum computing and and really make it a reality for a variety of applications that it is intended for, uh, they're going to have enormous power over the rest of the globe. And we're falling behind somewhat there, and I just don't think that what government's doing here is going to promote more innovation in that space.
5: Yeah,
18: let me just uh, lay it out for what quantum computing is for your audience, right? This is a, uh, a computing technology that is millions of of times faster than what we currently have. Right. So basically, any encryption that we have on our military secrets or even our domestic banking, things like that, they can be broken not in hundreds of years under current encryption things, but they can be broken in a mere matter of minutes. Yeah. So no secrets are safe, right. no codes are safe. Um, so it's a very big deal who gets there first. And you know, some of our biggest investors in these technologies are the Amazons, the Apples, the Facebooks. The, the largest U.S. tech companies are the ones putting the biggest dollars in this because they
2: have the ability to do it. Google has got, is another one that's got a massive investment, as you yeah, probably exactly. aware. Yeah, uh, in quantum computing. Yeah. And, in fact, I think they just uh, about a year or so ago completed a test where they showed that a, a particular calculation that would take a, a legacy supercomputer, about 10,000 years, they did in 10 minutes on a quantum computer
18: (laughs) yeah i mean and so the first so the first country that gets that yeah man they're gonna have uh, an amazing amount of advantages um and to be clear too china steals about 500 billion dollars of technology of databases of other things from us each year some of which they can't look at right now because it's so well encrypted and so what their goal is to say, hey, if we get to quantum computing first, all that stuff we stole over the last 20 years, we're going to be open up and be able to see. Yeah. And whether that's designed of airplanes, weapon systems, you know, trade secrets, like whichever it is, uh, that's been China's government mission is to leverage every single thing, either by hook or by crook, to make sure that they become the global superpower. No doubt. Especially when it comes in America.
2: Yeah, absolutely, no doubt. Uh, Well, it, it is a concern, and my concern is every time government gets involved, maybe with good intentions, they just always seem to mess things up and make it worse. We cannot afford to do anything that would impede the advances in the innovation in American technology. It is a crown jewel asset for our country, and we've got to keep it that way. So we appreciate you coming on, Doug. Interesting conversation, and appreciate your insight there. Thank you. Doug Kelly, CEO of the American Edge Project, has been our guest here on Middays. We'll step aside for a break. We're coming right back. Stay with us.
18: Hello, Mississippi. This is Dr. Gary Jones, CEO of Vantage Health Plan. Back in 1994, I started Vantage with a group of local doctors who believe that patient health, your health, is our top priority. That's why Vantage makes it easy for you to get the care you need with quality, affordable health insurance that puts you first. I know it's not what you usually expect from a health plan, but now you can.
8: Visit VantageHealthPlan.com for more information. Vantage Health Plan, the freedom to live a healthy life.
11: Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden Center. Brighten the coming fall days and spice up your porch with the magnificent colors of cushion mums in bud and bloom. Lakeland has them. While you're there, be sure to check out the large selection of tropical plants and citrus trees for your sunroom, too. And don't forget to pick up winterizer for your lawn. Fall feeding promotes deep root growth and helps your lawn weather the winter. Listen to your mama now. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden Center, Lakeland Drive, and Airport Road.
4: Your next deal on wheels is at Pinnacle Motors. Head on over to Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon for that no-hassle experience on your next pre-owned car, truck, or SUV. Classics from a 57 Chevy to a Corvette? We have those, too. And grab that trailer to pull that four-wheeler, ATV, or tractor as well. Financing, warranties, and we'll buy your vehicle, too. Pinnacle Motors is the place for you. Visit us online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com.
13: Quality vehicles, affordable prices. Pinnacle Motors.
8: The new degree of comfort. Tune in to Good Things With Me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour.
7: Weekdays from 2 to 3 PM. Right here on Super Talk Jackson
0: 97.3. Middays with Gerard Goet. What? What? Yes is
9: yes.
0: so Awesome. On Super Talk, Mississippi.
5: great
2: Stevie Wonder.
8: Language
2: I believe that was Sir Duke. We are back in the Element Well Studios. Secretary of State Michael Watson on the program at 12.05. Stick around for that. So I've been watching the Dow here. The dang kangaroo is going crazy again. Up and down, up and down. So it was up. I think over 200 session highs today. Now it's down 167. That is because Fed Chairman Jerome Powell takes to the podium and tells the nation that he will do whatever is necessary to rein in inflation. He basically said that the central bank is squarely focused on bringing down high inflation to prevent it from becoming entrenched as it did in the 1970s. I do remember that period. It was not fun. So he's repeating and doubling down on their very hawkish tone. And the investors do not like that. And the Dow now down 174. So almost a 400-point swing in just a couple of hours. It's amazing how his comments can move the market that way but they certainly did. He said that a key lesson did Jerome Powell from the high inflation of the 70s and in the, in the aggressive steps taken by then-Fed Chairman Paul Volcker in the early 1980s to bring inflation down was the importance of preventing households and businesses from inspe- expecting inflation to rise. That is what he's saying now he's trying to achieve is a mindset where businesses and consumers don't have this feeling that it's just going to keep going up and up and up in perpetuity. So he is expected uh, to speak again, I think, in a couple of weeks about this. We also got the CPI report coming out next week. That would be inflation for uh, the month of August. We got the U.S. ten-year Treasury yield up today to um, just under three point one percent, and of course, that is driving uh, mortgage rates. Mortgage rates, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, yesterday hit a record high of five point eight. Not not a record high, a high not seen in. 14 years, if I'm not mistaken, at 5.89%. Yeah, this is uh, the highest rate in nearly 14 years. So you got a housing market that's cooling off nationwide, and now you got higher mortgage interest rates, which will figure into the housing market as well. So and even though the jobs report was out this morning, unemployment claims, actually, not the jobs report, but unemployment claims, weekly unemployment ca- claims, which came in below expectations, there are all sorts of reports about major companies planning for some pretty significant layoffs in later on this quarter and throughout the rest of this year. I mean, a long list of companies, And in particular, in the technology industry, you got Amazon, by the way, who is closing facilities, fulfillment facilities, distribution facilities, and shuttering or canceling killing plans altogether. For new ones, their business has softened rather dramatically, and so they're putting a hiatus on more investment, building out some 25 million square feet on hold or killed. Permanently. Unbelievable. $25 million. Bloomberg reported that. That is a bunch. So we're fortunate here in Mississippi that we got this deal done in Madison County. Honestly, the fulfillment center, which is totally up and running now, just launched for operations about a month ago. We're fortunate. By the way, the 10-year now, 3.304. 3.3% up, 37 basis points today, but the, the key thing there is that, of course, the 10-year drives mortgage rates and also other what's called chattel mortgages, automobile financing, and the like. Credit card rates, all those rise as the 10-year. They're tied to the 10-year, and that's just because investors are they're, uh, taking flight to less risky investments, concerned about interest rates having a negative impact on the economy. So that's a little bit of the economic news today. I also learned, uh, somewhat surprised, that there are at least a dozen cities in the United States that have launched these universal basic income programs. About a hundred such programs, policies, experiments, if you want to call them that, have been launched in North America. That's according to Stanford Basic Income Lab, which tracks such pilots. The pilots are currently in place are in Austin, Texas, Evanston, Illinois, Lansing, Michigan, Los Angeles County, Louisville, Louisville, excuse me, different from uh, Mississippi, Louisville, Kentucky, Minneapolis, among others. Now as I recall Rhino the one in Los Angeles you remember us talking about this this was like for LGBTQ people or something right you remember something like that I mean to yeah qualify. i want to say
3: the the total number they could help was less than 100
2: yeah exactly it was 100 people that were uh LGBTQ people i don't know how they go about verifying that honestly right cuz if you're <laughs> what if you're one of these two spirit people that's a big deal now two spirit <laughs> it's it's nuts it's crazy uh, once again till we can at least agree on how many genders there are i'm saying we got like little to no chance of agreeing on critical policy incredible let's see so ricky and jackson says sounds like another day without pay for me i'm down to work in about one day a week now says ricky why is that ricky what's going on there
3: do I mean, you work in real estate?
2: Yeah, uh, good, uh, that's a good question, related question. Tell us what's going on there, Ricky. Paula Meridian says, Gerard, you know these things much better than me. Would not bringing down our nation's energy costs, such as opening our oil exploration back up, not help bring down the cost of inflation? Absolutely it would. And I, I, I can tell you this, Paul, I do expect us to see some retreat in the CPI, Next month, just as we did last month, except the president and the brilliant mathematician economist, Karine Jean-Pierre, said, it's zero. Inflation was zero. (sighs) No, it just didn't go up. That doesn't mean zero. It did come down a little bit, a couple of tenths of a point or something like that. I think we're going to see the same. Most economists are expecting that when we get the... August data next week and that is primarily driven by the price of energy retreating somewhat. Gas specifically. So to your question Paul um, you know this is something I've said many times on the program. If the president would come out today and announce we're calling off the war on fossil fuels we get it. It's not ready yet we're going to continue to invest in and develop renewable energy in this country but we got to have fossil fuels for a long time. If he would come out and say, we're calling off the war, and signal to the fossil fuels industry, we're out of your hair. Let's go. Start drilling. Start building refineries. We know we got to have this stuff for a long time, and we will all be more prosperous and safer as a result. Yeah, I think, Paul, we'd see inflation drop dramatically because it would essentially track the price of fuel, which is an essential component of just about everything we buy. Almost every commodity, every staple of life, every service has got an energy component to it. They just don't seem to get that. Yeah, so I'd I'd love to see that. Uh, Do I think we'll see it? No, I don't. I don't don't think that this guy that's in the White House has any intention of detaching himself and distancing himself and going in a different direction than the the, the green energy zealots are pushing him to. They're in control. There's no doubt about it.
3: Just look at the the sheer amount of federal land available for oil and gas production under this administration. It's It's down 98% from Obama's term. It's down 97% from Trump's term. Unbelievable. There's not even a million acres. It's 130,000 acres of land available, compared to 4.4 million in the first 19 months of Trump, and 7.25 million in the first 19 months of Obama.
2: It's been reported again that they're sitting on these permits. They will not expedite them as they said they would. They just can't pull the trigger on production of oil and gas. They just won't do it. It's a religion to them. Seriously. Break time here on Middays. We'll come right back. More to talk about. Stay with us.
4: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 20% chance of showers, mostly sunny, high near 86. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 68. Your finally Friday, a 70% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 85. And a look to Saturday, much the same, 70% chance of rain, high near 85. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
9: That's right, school is back in session. That means it's time for our back-to-school super sale at Mazda of Jackson. That's right, school is back, and so is carpool and traffic. We're here to put you into a new ride so you can get to school in style while saving you cash. Get super low 2.9% financing for 72 months on new 2022 Mazda CX-9s. Get 2.49% financing for 36 months on new 2022 Mazda CX-5s. And come see the all-new 2023 Mazda CX-50. Buy a new Mazda, and Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Shop right now at mazdaofjackson.com. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty. Have a trade? Bring it in, and we'll give you top dollar for it, even if you don't buy a vehicle from us. And remember, 100% credit approval is our number one goal. School is in session. So come get your deal now at Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mazdaofjackson.com. With approved credit, like one. cd dealer for details.
11: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Water is flowing in Jackson again, though residents are now in the sixth week of a boil water advisory. The state took over operations at the city's main water treatment facility a week ago. Senator John Horn toured that facility over the weekend.
12: They've gotten done in, in seven days, a lot more than has been done in the last seven years, in my opinion. And-
11: if the State Department of Health sees there's a public health risk, they're required to t- Take over," Horn told us. That process started three weeks ago.
12: The state health officer was informed by our staff that there were some real problems and that the Ob. Curtis Water Plant was at risk of failure. And it, and what that meant, uh, according to what I was told, is that if it actually failed, then we would be looking at somewhere between eighteen months and three years of getting it restored. Oh wow! So so uh, they got to it just in the nick of time.
9: Get in the swing of things at the Sanderson Farms Championship, Mississippi's main course. Join us September 26th through October 2nd at the Country Club of Jackson for Mississippi's PGA Tour events. And swing into everything the Sanderson Farms Championship has to offer. Play, party, eat, and give. All proceeds go to charities across Mississippi, including Children's of Mississippi. So get in the swing. Visit sandersonfarmschampionship.com for your tickets today
2: Welcome back to Midday Super Top Mississippi live from the Element Well Studios on this Friday eve. So a 13-year-old called Camille Delost, 8th grader, she made in what's called in golf often an albatross. That would be a double eagle, 3 under par on a hole she hit her drive was one hundred and forty six yards out on the par five fifteenth at Kenosha Country Club in Wisconsin. That was on August twenty seventh, not too long ago, and she uh, she held it out from one hundred and forty six to make a three. Uh, pardon me, a two, a two on a par five. That's pretty good, pretty rare. Thirteen years old, and she, of course, won the ladies' club championship, the youngest person ever, the PGA says that making an albatross, a three under par, some people call it a double eagle, birdie one under, eagle two under, double eagle, or also known as an albatross, three under, well, they call that a million to one shot, with some putting the odds at six million to one. Say it's more uncommon than a hole-in-one. This uh, young golfer, Camille, she's been playing golf since the age of seven. Her goal is to someday be a professional golfer. I wish her all the luck in the world. I'll have to say I'm a little jelly. I've never made (laughs) a double eagle. I've made uh, several eagles when I was younger. It's a little harder for me to get to the par fives in two these days. I watch my son do it with regularity. It's like nothing to him, but a uh, little younger and stronger lad than I am. But a double eagle—that's—that's that's, uh, really superb, obviously. Uh, back to the ceasefire text line. We appreciate all the engagement today. We've been talking this morning about these uh, elected leaders who genuflect at the altar of climate change, or more importantly, they just make bad decisions, they're stupid, and then they ascribe every problem to climate change or race. Gary and the Berg, speaking of an albatross there, Gary also a a golfer, says the blame belongs on those who keep voting these liberals in year after year. The question is, how are these voters being convinced to be democrat socialist? There has been a catastrophic failure of conservatives to reach younger voters while they are forming their political opinions. I agree with you, uh, Gary, and I think you can't overlook the fact or even minimize the fact that America's uni- universities – are just dominated by leftists, and they are able to communicate with students, young students, barely voting age at that point, impressionable still, and they're able to just lay on them all their leftist propaganda. And there's no balance I mean, there's been numerous analyses conducted, right? They've shown, like, 94% of the faculties in administration and academia not only are leftists but regularly contribute to Democrats. I'm not sure why. What is it that attracts either them to leftist policies or what is it that makes academia, I guess, such a a, a thriving setting for leftists. What is it about that? Is it, you know, I wonder sometimes, Rhino, if they, they maybe overthink things, because it's hard for government, both sides, honestly, both philosophies, way more so on the left, though, to just do nothing. And often, you know what you need to do? Nothing. Just get the hell out of the way. But but they gotta tinker, meddle, regulate, tax. Ronald Reagan, right, had the famous saying. If it moves, tax it, stops moving, subsidize it or something to that effect. And it's it's just so true. But unfortunately, and Gary's right, they're getting to these youngsters. I, I talked to my thirty something year old. Children about it and their circle of friends and and uh, you know they they get it honestly. I'm proud of them for getting it and they see it. Nothing like seeing that in your paycheck, is there? And then watching your government squander your hard-earned money. I think most people feel some sense of responsibility to contribute. Uh, to the efforts of government to provide those services that government should provide appropriate in accordance with our laws and Constitution, it's when they try to be social justice warriors and insert themselves into the private sector. It's Joe Biden. I got those big pharmaceutical companies, didn't I? It's nuts. It's Janet Yellen. Going to go up and denounce and blast and castigate the fossil fuels industry. We're killing you. We're putting you out of business. Well, of course they're not going to invest more. When the government's telling them, we're putting you out of business. Just incredible. So, and once again, they just keep spending money like we got it, and we don't. By the way, the Dow, now down five points. Now, in the green, it's, Rhino, please give a sedative to that kangaroo. (laughs) Somebody
3: get the tranquilizer gun.
2: It's driving me crazy. Oh, in Indianola, I know a truck driver says, buy 85 gallons of diesel a day. It still has a five in front of it. That in response to my just noticing that, there's a two-handle in front of the price of gas yeah, on the side. Yeah, because diesel sides. demand hasn't dropped. Hasn't dropped. That's right, and and that's why it stays high. I, I hear you, Bo. It's crazy. Of course, that is still a major factor, a, a cost component of the stuff we buy at the at the store. It's an issue. I, I agree. I think the academia issue
3: is a. Uh It's multifaceted. It's got a whole bunch of layers. Because think about it this way. The federal government has been pumping money into the universities through federally-backed student loans for decades. It's allowed the universities to overbloat, overgrow, and basically make little palaces for these students to live in for their time there at the college. Right. So if the government's providing that money for you to live that well at college... It's a lot easier to ply their feelings and make the government seem better than it is to take care of them.
2: Yeah, I agree. It, it's, it's hard to espouse the virtues of we're going to get out of your way and let you be free and live your life as you choose with, with minor right regulations and, and government intervention and limited taxes. No, we we don't do that. It's always, what can you do for me? What can you do for me? Right? Give me child tax credits. Forgive my student loans. Give me subsidies to buy vehicles, appliances, and crap like that. I mean, it's just over and over and over. Give me health care. Give me, give me, give me. John F. Kennedy, rolling over in his grave, right?
3: Amazing. And when you add in the idea of tenure, where as long as you keep your nose clean and don't tick off the wrong people, you then have a job for as long as you want it and can be as radical as you want. Unlike
2: virtually any other segment of society from a business perspective, I I personally oppose tenure, and I support eliminating it. Was it DeSantis that just did that recently? Remember us reporting on that, I think? And I can't remember if that was sort of limited in scope or if it applied to all Florida public universities and colleges. I want to say he took some action on that, Rhino, that uh, we re-reported. But I, I completely oppose it.
3: What do you say? Yeah, he signed a bill. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what date this was. It was back in April.
2: Yeah, back in spring.
3: Where it makes it harder for faculty at state
2: universities to retain tenure. Okay. Gotcha. Because right now, it's pretty much a formality. You're you're pretty much right. You don't rock the boat too much. You can stay, right? You can be stupid, honestly, and say stupid stuff, and you can still stay on. Oh, yeah. Uh, And honestly, do a mediocre job in the classroom, right? And you Especially if you
3: check certain boxes, because any criticism is immediately thrown an ist at it. No, No doubt
2: about it. I know that, uh, you know, a few years ago when I was in consideration for chancellor at Ole Miss, I I made it clear. Of course, that's why they didn't want me. Oh, my gosh, this guy's going to make us have to actually prove our value and prove that we should be retained and on the payroll. Yeah, that's pretty much how it works in the rest of the world. It's what the rest of us have to deal with. I think that makes us better. Makes us better. So we'll step aside for a break right here. Another segment coming up, and then Michael Watson.
6: Be sure and check out the newly remodeled basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils.
5: Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi
4: get the buck to stop when you shop the Hunting Appreciation Event at Gattis McLaurin Feed Seed Hardware and Mercantile September 8th through the 10th, the entire store 10% off. Live entertainment, free food and beverages, prizes, great deals all day long like generic roundup, 2.5 gallons, $79.99 Rice brand, 50 pound bag, $9.89 13, 13, 13, 50 pound bag fifteen ninety nine, dollars and corn for $8.50 Get the buck to stop when you shop the Hunting Appreciation Event September 8th through the 10th at Gattis McLaurin Feed Seed Hardware and Mercantile since 1871 in downtown Bolton. We'll see- see you there.
15: This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. The debate over EPA potentially regulating livestock emissions led to a hearing on Wednesday over a bill that would permanently prevent EPA from taking such action. The EPA has not proposed any regulations of greenhouse emissions from livestock. Still, the concern that the EPA would move in that direction has been a focus of ag groups for more than a decade. The EPA would be banned from requiring livestock operations to seek permits or pay fees such as a cow tax for methane or other Biological Livestock Emissions under a bill that received a hearing Wednesday in the U.S. Senate. The Senate Environment and Public Works Committee held a hearing on multiple bills Wednesday morning, including a bipartisan bill led by John... Boone, Senator from South Dakota. The Livestock Regulatory Protection Act, allowing the EPA to regulate livestock emissions, would negatively affect the entire livestock sector and would also lead to higher food prices paid by consumers. I'm Dixie Williams, the Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network.
17: I think the teacher's asleep. Looks like he's dreaming. Man,
15: I
4: can't wait to hang up my team mascot. <laughs>
7: I I think he's having a nightmare. No.
17: This is part of his lesson plan. He's trying to show us that calling Mississippi 811 before you dig is so
14: easy, you can do it with your eyes closed.
6: Call 811 two
0: days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries.
6: Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: Come on. Come on. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. All
10: right, we are back.
0: On Super Talk Mississippi.
10: Well.
2: You're kind of in that genre today, aren't you? James Brown, Stevie Wonder. No problem, though. Paula Meridian says, the appliance repair business is booming. I could probably put on about five guys. Problem is, I can't afford to train all of them, as in pay them to watch me work before it becomes critical, which it's close now. The government should provide some type of tax breaks for apprenticeships for businesses. Hmm, Paul, I got to think about that. First of all, it would be rife with fraud. There's no doubt about it. No way to monitor and control it. And second, you know, unless you're you get into this whole discussion of refundable tax credits or non-refundable, meaning even if you don't have a tax liability, the government sends you a check, or can it only be used to reduce, I mean, your your profit or your tax liability before you remit. But keep in mind, Paul, you you still get to deduct the expense of having those people on staff. So I don't call that a tax break, but it, it still figures into your tax liability. So during the period where you're making that additional investment, while these folks are, these apprentices are ramping up, I understand, following you around, to uh, learn the business, so they can become productive. You're you're incurring that expense. That expense is coming off your revenue. It's reducing your bottom line. You're going backwards a little bit, so your taxes go down. But the expectation, of course, is you get them productive, and then you produce more revenue to offset the expense, and it's a net win, a net increase, incremental increase in your profit. And that's the way it works. So, but I, I hear you. I, I I am glad to hear that your business is doing well and i'm not sure if that's because your folks are holding on to their old appliances not buying new ones got to wait on most of the new ones yeah i know i've had a dishwasher in my house on order for three months and they said end of the year and had to pay for it already
3: i would say there's two problems you'll run into with apprenticeships and the government The first is just the idea of an apprenticeship is you're being paid with the knowledge that you're gaining from a master craftsman or person with skills. So you're already being paid for your services in a way. Yeah. They would argue that's wage slavery or whatever, but that's the way apprenticeships work. And secondly, there have been grants in the past for apprenticeships. It was through the Department of Labor, the open funding Opportunity. That's
2: right. There are.
3: But with those grants, with any federal money, you've got all the caveats and all the hoops you got to jump through to meet all their requirements, most of
2: which are asinine. Yeah, and I, are there not some grants that are administered through the various planning districts as well? Say there might be. Sometimes. Yeah. And so there might be something to, to check in on uh, also there, Paul. And uh, also Accelerate Mississippi, potentially. Uh, Ryan Miller, I think, over there that runs that organization. Might Might be something to take a look at. If you're able to bring people on and you just need some financial assistance to help offset the cost while you're waiting to get them where they can start billing for their services... Gary in Meridian says, my son is a law enforcement officer in the DeSoto County area, and the main cause of crime in the area stems from gang activity in Memphis. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. But it's, it's just another situation in Memphis that unfortunately resulted in, in loss of life. Uh, in two different scenarios, two different gunmen, or I should say two different criminals, in the last couple of weeks, involved. And it's just because of this uh, this effort on the part of of the left to really not incarcerate people of a certain race. It's it's racially motivated. It just is. In fact, that goofy Garcon in Los Angeles, the, the woke DA out there, he said as much. He absolutely said as much. Wasn't too long ago, you remember Representative Elon Omar and and other members of the squad, but her specifically that represents, I believe, Minneapolis is their district. After the George Floyd in, uh, incident, said, "No, we don't need to defund the police. We've got to dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. In other words, eliminate it." But
5: that's not working out too well. Out there,
2: yeah, exactly not working out too well. And there's actually some pushback, of course, in many of uh, big companies' demand that their employees return to the office. There's pushback in some cities because they say, and I understand, it's legitimate, it's valid. We don't feel safe literally traveling to office, to the office. When you look at all the incidents that have occurred on subways and public transportation, the streets, yeah, I get it. That's ridiculous if you think about it in this country. No safe streets, no thriving economy. Simple as that. Time for a break here. Super Talk News, Fox News up next, and then Secretary of State Michael Watson calls in. Stay with us. When the winner The winner
0: You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com.
7: Fox News, I'm Lillian Wu. Queen Elizabeth's immediate family gathering with the 96 year old at her Balmoral estate in Scotland as Buckingham Palace announces she's under medical supervision. We also know that a plane landed a short time ago. Uh, Prince William was on that plane. Shortly before that, they brought in several members of the royal household from Windsor, which is her main residence. She's always in Balmoral in the summertime and usually leaves in mid-October. So this is where she was expected to be at this point in the schedule. It's one of her absolute favorite places to be. Fox's Martha McCallum, Britain's Press Association, reporting Prince Harry is on his way to Balmoral alone with wife Meghan remaining in London for now. And the man police say live-streamed shootings across Memphis, leaving four dead heads been arrested 19 year old ezekiel kelly taken into custody without incident last night after allegedly crashing a stolen car america's listening to fox news
13: as locals ads security is committed to keeping the community safe we're the same great company same local office with the same local service you've counted on for years visit us in gluckstadt
0: ads security 601-898-3105 call today Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com.
5: Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations. Community outreach programs, and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com benefits.
16: I'm J.T. Mitchell, and you're listening to Super Tall Mississippi News. Mississippi is one of just 12 states that hasn't expanded Medicaid, and according to Quentin Whitwell of Panola Medical Center, that needs to change. It doesn't
14: have to be, it doesn't have to have anybody's name. I don't care if you call it the Ronald Reagan expansion program. Just make it and privatize it. That's fine. But we do need to utilize the dollars that are accessible for our healthcare because we are draining healthcare in rural areas and it is causing people to die, number one, for their diabetes and comorbidities to get worse, but it's also causing these towns to dry up.
16: As of 2019, Mississippi had the fifth highest uninsured rate in America. And state officials are investigating after a body was found Wednesday afternoon on a gravel road in Jefferson Davis County. No other details are available at this time. J.T. Mitchell, Supertalk Mississippi News. From the ground
13: up, from the grassroots. That's how we began in 1922, and that's how we do things today. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation celebrates 100 years in 2022. 100 years of farming, ranching, and supporting our 180,000 member families, from our state capital in Jackson to our nation's capital in Washington, D.C., creating policy, advocating for a better way of life for all Mississippi. We've been there through the tough times when Hurricane Katrina blew ashore. There is
0: extensive damage on U.S. 90.
13: Triumphant times, winning the right to vote to protect private property rights for Mississippians. We introduced benefits like our insurance in the 1940s and fault straight. Broadband internet service from DeSoto County to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So, from the ground up, not just a farm organization. 100 years of strengthening our families, our communities, and our state. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years of faith, family, and Farm Bureau.
16: The Sanderson Farms Championship is returning to Mississippi later this month, and with a new beer special, tournament director Steve Gent explains. Thanks for the
6: folks at Southern Beverage and Mickle Ultra. We've got a new platform on the 13th hole. It's the Mickle Ultra Club. Uh we've got a cool thing going on this year where if you buy a special souvenir cup and with your first beer, first Miklob Ultra, if a player on that par three hits a shot within 96 inches during the competition rounds, 96 inches, which is the number of calories in a Miklob Ultra, refills are a dollar for the next 10 minutes.
16: The Sanderson Farms Championship, which is Mississippi's lone PGA tournament, along with its $1 beer special, will take place at the Jackson Country Club from September 26th through October 2nd. To purchase tickets, log on to supertalk.fm. I'm J.T. Mitchell, Supertalk Mississippi News. Losing
6: power can be a major disturbance for homeowners. Taylor Power Systems offers a full line of Briggs & Stratton home standby generators in numerous sizes to keep your lights
3: on during a power outage. Financing is now available. Call Taylor Power Systems today, 601-932-5674, to discuss a
17: standby generator for your home. Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m.
9: here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
0: Welcome to the show that challenges you to think deeply, to think deeply. and look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: everyone midday super top mississippi rocking into hour three of the program we are once again coming at you live from the element well studios on this friday eve and joining us now secretary of state of the great state of mississippi michael watson mr secretary i got you sir you doing all right
1: i am well Gerard. how are you Great to see you. Doing fine,
2: doing fine. So we wanted to, to uh, get uh, an update from the Secretary of State's office. I think maybe the last time you and I visited, we were over at the Neshoba County Fair. What's been going on uh, with the Secretary of State since then?
19: Well, Gerard, we've been very busy, as you can imagine. Uh, obviously, our Tackle the Tape initiative, cutting the regulatory burden across Mississippi, uh, as well as our elections uh, duties. We've been visiting with many circuit clerks uh, on our 82-county tour. And really, we've had some great visits of late, uh, preparing for, obviously, this election year, next year statewide, and then the presidential in 24. So building those relationships has been invaluable to us, making sure that open lines of communication are existing but we've also seen some uh, growth in uh, you know, notices out on Facebook or the Internet about people trying to register to vote or different links, different um, groups coming in to try to help with that effort. And many of those times we have seen uh, it, it's efforts that aren't connected to the state. And so people are, are not allowed to really register through uh, false methods. Uh, we had a, one of our visits in, in Neshoba County, a perfect example, was actually a military voter. And she had not, you know, like clockwork, had been casting her vote with this clerk. Well, the clerk didn't see her ballot coming through, and so she called. And she said, "Well, no, I did it on, online, and she had actually visited a site that was not legit." And uh, so, hopefully, you know, people aren't aren't doing that. But if they are, please talk to your circuit clerks and your elections officials to make sure you're getting good information uh, when you're casting your ballots.
2: What's the purpose of that, uh, Mr. Secretary? Is there some way that whomever is is um, running this scam can can use that registration to go then cast a ballot?
19: You know, it's a great question, Gerard. Uh, when you have people, and we've heard this across the state as well, visiting with our clerks, sometimes people will show up and they said, hey, I registered to vote online. I filled the form out. Well, unfortunately, we don't have online voter registration in Mississippi. So they were like you just mentioned there, possibly scammed, and yeah. I'm not sure what the people could do with that. They could not cast a ballot, yeah. honestly, but yeah. uh, they could get their information and use it for yeah. nefarious reasons.
2: That, that's probably more likely, since they can't really use it in any way to cast a, a, a vote to vote, probably just trying to collect information that they can go use in, a more, in a more traditional phishing scheme to, uh, I don't know, try to make charges on credit cards or access accounts, private information, et cetera. But uh, appreciate you letting everybody know that uh, we don't have online voter registration. That's the key point there, uh, right, in Mississippi. So if you see some link that would allow you to do that, disregard it. Don't open it because it's not legal. It's not valid. That's the point.
19: That's right. And it's a great topic great of conversation, Gerard. In many states that we've seen who do have OVR, online voter registration, it doesn't benefit either party. Uh, typically, you have cleaner records. So it may be a conversation. I know there's been some legislation introduced across the street at the Capitol, and uh, that conversation is going to continue, uh, but people need to make sure they understand. We're not talking about voting online. Yeah. We're talking about simply registering Registring, to vote yeah.
6: online. Uh,
19: so you can put checks in there about look, maybe the person has to vote in person the first time if they vote online, or they register to vote online. Yeah. So a lot of things to talk about there, but again, I want people to be aware of the, the, the information that's out there on the internet via Facebook and, and other places. Make sure you're talking to your election officials here in Mississippi.
2: Yeah. Bottom line is it's not consistent with present law. It's not allowed by present law. Uh, the debate of whether or not we should have some sort of online process to register, that that should be safe for the legislature during the session. But right now, it's not law, so don't fall for it. Don't do it. W- what are we seeing in terms of uh, new registrations? you getting data uh, from the counties on that? We are, and uh, we've been active,
19: as you know, right now is National Voter Registration Month, so I was actually in yeah. Biloxi earlier this week throwing out the first pitch at our yeah. voter registration drive, the Shuckers game. Cool. Uh, we were in Tupelo the week before. We're all over the state. And that's one of the things that we've tried to, to emphasize. If you get out there and you educate the voter on the process, making sure that they're comfortable with the ways to register, the yeah. ways to go vote on election day, the ways to vote, uh, you know, absentee. More times that you can spend with them to educate them, the more comfortable they are with the process. Uh, So making sure that people know, hey, this is how you register to vote, getting out there, driving up those numbers. Uh, We're close to 200,000, I believe, uh, added since we started in office. So uh, a very important piece. But you balance that again, Gerard, and we've talked about this. You balance that with making sure. Uh, The integrity of the process is upheld, and that comes with keeping the voter rolls clean. So uh, it's it's you know two sides of the fence there that you got to make sure you're you're focusing on
2: perennial legacy problem uh, keeping those voter rolls clean. I've talked about it numerous times. We got to get the legislature to uh, authorize you to do some work there to clean those voter rolls up. I, I think what was proposed was reasonable. I'm not really sure I understand the objection there, but there, there's no intent on the part of you or the Secretary of State's office to try to prevent anyone from uh, being legally registered to uh, to vote and to cast a vote. No attempt whatsoever. That's exactly right. And
19: we've talked about this. We have zero authority whatsoever to force the election commissioners to do their job, and, and that's who the heavyweight sits on their shoulders at the local level to clean the voter rolls. So we've talked about do we structure that differently in the law or not? And, again, this is the part where you educate Mississippians on who is supposed to be doing what. And once Mississippians know, hey, the job of cleaning the voter rolls, really the heavy roll there, sits on the elections commissioner's office and uh, their shoulders. Once you educate them, those are the folks we need to hold accountable to make sure our rolls are being cleaned.
2: Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely understand that. So we've got uh, midterms coming up. Uh, so are we going to have, then, elections in all 82 counties? What about Congressional District 1?
19: We do. There, a uh, matter of fact, the State Board of election Commissioners met yesterday and approved the ballot. Uh, so you're going to see contested races in all four congressional districts. Okay. Uh, you're also going to see judicial races. Uh, there's a special district attorney's race. Uh, there's numerous races around the state, so okay. absolutely make sure you're preparing yourself to go vote on November 8th.
2: Yeah, and this is the calm before the storm because next year we got a big one <laughs> with every member of or every seat in the legislature up for election. And, of course, all the statewide offices. It's a big old deal deal here That's in right. Mississippi, and it's important that people get registered and they're ready to vote and they go exercise their uh, their, their duty and their privilege to vote, their right to vote. And you and I, I know I've discussed this, but it, its I think it bears uh, uh, touching on again. The federal government, at least the folks in charge right now, uh, they, they want to make it uh, such that we just can't have valid, accurate, reliable elections and uh, eliminate many of the safeguards and the controls in place as we do in Mississippi, such as simple voter ID. And we've been able to, to keep that at bay at this point, but... We got to stay nervous about it.
19: Oh, that's exactly all right. And you hear the conversation. We actually, I don't know if you saw it or not, but there's an article that came out in the Clear and Ledger. And uh, it, it mentioned voter ID. It said stringent laws like voter ID.
2: Unbelievable.
19: It is so easy to vote in Mississippi right now. Uh, you look at the numbers, and I tell people this all the time, when we get attacked about it, it's so hard to vote in Mississippi. If you look at the numbers in 2020, Gerard, obviously a big election, a, a contentious election. Sure. But we had COVID in our faces. Above all of that, no matter what we were facing there in 2020, we still had record turnout in Mississippi. Uh, So that just goes to show the facts matter. And when you look at the facts, uh, it's a great time to be in Mississippi. Uh, The numbers are up. Registration numbers are up. uh, Historical numbers. And again... Uh, I think it's making sure that we educate Mississippians on that process, making sure we educate them on the facts. That's the important piece there. uh, Voter ID has been great for Mississippi uh, to return the confidence to the system. But we're going to continue working on the laws to make sure that the integrity is upheld uh, to the most degree.
2: Yeah, and we do allow, we should point out, absentee voting, uh, excuse-based absentee voting in the state of Mississippi. So if for some reason you can't get to the polls on, on voting day, you still can vote. Uh, absentee, And it's, it's a fairly simple process. And you can do it by mail as well, right? You could request a, a it ballot is. by mail. Uh,
19: that's exactly right. I believe there are four ways, from, um, off the top of my head, four ways by mail, eight by absentee. And I think what we saw with COVID, Gerard, was so many folks got accustomed to that process. Yeah. I think you're going to see that used probably more now, the in-person absentee, uh, which is the safest way to vote, in-person that you can have. And so this, this vote-by-mail conversation that you've been seeing taking place across the country really bothers me. Uh, we have vote-by-mail in Mississippi. There are four reasons that you can do that. And again, I think you got to make sure you're paying close attention to those. But the more we can get and push in-person voting, the safer the elections will be across our country.
2: Yeah. Uh, the, the issue, of course, with the mail-in voting is uh, uh, ballot harvesting, which is totally illegal. Uh, that's always the risk and then uh, proper verification of the mail-in votes is a concern as well with respect to the signatures and the other safeguards in place to verify accuracy and, and validity of those votes don't think some of that was practiced in some of the states to the extent it should be. We don't have that in Mississippi. But appreciate you checking in with us, Mr. Secretary, uh, for taking your time to explain what's going on. The main message here is don't fall for these online scams. You cannot register to vote online in Mississippi, not in accordance with our present law.
19: That's right. And look, just really quickly, make sure our listeners understand you're going to see an increase in lawsuits filed against secretaries across this country uh the, the left knows, hey, we need to attack them in the court system and try yeah. to force them into bad settlements. You saw that in 2020. We did not do it in Mississippi. Uh, but be, a, be on the lookout for that more as we get closer to election time.
2: Talk to you soon, Mr. Secretary. Thank you, sir. Take care, my friend. We'll step aside for a break right here.
4: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 20% chance of showers, mostly sunny, high near 86. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 68. Your finally Friday, a 70% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 85. And a look to Saturday, much of the same, 70% chance of rain, high near 85. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin, Mercantile in downtown Bolton since 1871. Come to our Deer Hunter Appreciation Sale September 8th through the 10th for all the great deals. Gaddis McLaurin, Mercantile in downtown
1: Bolton.
9: Lace up your tennis shoes and join us in Greenwood on September 17th for one of Mississippi's oldest road races. The 42nd Annual 300 Oaks Road Race has something for everyone in the family. A 10K run, 5K run, 5K walk, and a one-mile color run for the kids. Team discounts available for the 5K walk. Get your friends, coworkers, and family together now and join us with a run under the oaks on Saturday, September 17th in Greenwood. Visit www.300oaks.com to
12: register.
13: The Embrace close out the regular season with a six-game series against the Montgomery Biscuits. September 13th through 18th at Trustmark Park. Join us for Bark in the Park and Dollar Hot Dogs all game long on Tuesday. First Responders Wednesday. Truck Works Thursday Thursday to head into the weekend. Friday, the first 1,000 fans get an Austin Riley replica jersey presented by Morgan & Morgan. Saturday will be a mega fireworks show presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. The final day of the regular season at the 205 is Raising Cane Sunday Family Fun Day. What's a World Series ring giveaway presented by Howard Technology Solutions and Preston? Tickets MississippiBraves.com.
6: To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3.
0: And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Now, now, on the real part.
12: Dynamite.
0: On Super Talk Mississippi.
12: Call up Trudy
10: on the telephone. Mm -hmm. Send
2: Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk, Mississippi, the great Charlie Daniels bumping us into this segment. By the way, if you're not aware, folks, uh, Queen Elizabeth II, under medical supervision, not, not doing well, and uh, watching a live video uh, on the TV in the studio here. Pretty significant crowd gathered up outside Buckingham Palace. Yeah, all the family
3: has uh, made their trip to Balmoral Castle in Scotland, where she is staying to be by her
2: side. Yeah. What would you say, 94?
3: 96.
2: Six, 96. 96. Wow. What a full life she has lived. I, honestly, I think, uh, I think maybe sometimes the monarchy gets a little too much attention. It, it's so intriguing to the Brits, though. I mean, it really is part of the fabric of their society, and that's fine, but... She seems to be a good person. Yeah, I don't have
3: very high regard for any of her, how do they put it, issue. Yeah. But uh, it's it's hard to really find many faults with, with her, especially how she's conducted herself in her later years. I mean, it what's not to like about someone who served her country and worked as a mechanic during World War II has about as much mm-hmm. sense of humor as you could expect from a monarch – to the point where I forget the the official title of the the guy that follows her around, the big burly guy that's always by her side and there are times when tourists, like American tourists who don't know her from Adam will bump into her at at events and not recognize her and (laughs) she loves playing off the fact that she's not the queen Just, just acting like just a normal person and or the the stories about like the Saudi prince showing up to visit, and in Saudi Arabia women aren't allowed to drive, so she just piles him into the back seat of her Land Rover, gets behind the wheel, and takes off on the country road she's been driving for decades at ninety to nothing, scaring
2: the crap out of the Saudi prince. Yeah, uh, you know, and when when you look at her honestly, and when you think about a, a queen, a monarchy, there's a certain image that you just kind of expect. I think she portrays that. I really do. Uh, Always uh, really very, very classy. And I know she's got lots of handlers to take care of things for her. But, But, I mean, we were talking earlier
3: about the the optics that politicians worry about with the the tennis court backdrop for for announcing no doubles during COVID. (laughs) The queen is known for having very brightly colored clothing. Yeah, and the hats. And that's by design. Because she knows when people come out to see her, they want to be able to say they saw the queen. That's true, yeah. So in a field of red uniforms from the military and suits and all this kind of stuff, she sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah. So if you're there to see the queen, you can say, hey, I can see the queen.
2: Uh, Excellent point. Uh, Agree. And so it's, you know, it's... um, Sometimes you just need a little good feelings like that. And she's also not a divisive person. And, in fact, uh, I think somewhat of a uniter. But, as you say, maybe not so much with the issue. And uh, uh, I don't know. She, ne- But she never says anything about that. I mean, she rarely... Not in public. Yeah, com- in public. Right, comments on that. The attention and the focus, however, that the monarchy receives in, in the UK is incre- is incredible. I mean there's but it's, it's almost like it kind of fills a spot you know in their fiber uh, d- maybe to d- uh, detract from uh, all their life's challenges. Right now power that uh, will be in one of them. Uh, <laughs> you've heard of course we, I think we just talked about the uh, price caps that they're putting on energy over there. You know, something else that reminds me of, pivoting a bit, is when I start thinking about these subsidies for buying electric vehicles. Honestly, when the government steps in like that, something you don't hear a lot about, don't think a lot about, that hinders innovation. So anytime you've got sort of this guarantee or assistance, if you will, protected assistance that's just not natural because it's not a function of the market, of a free market, well, you just have a tendency to rest a bit on that. And so it it hinders, it stymies innovation. If, for example, and this may sound a bit uh, uh, hyperbolic, but if... The government subsidizes mobile phones. We might still still be running around with flip phones. Seriously, instead
3: of having gotten away from flip phones to basically many tablets, and now you have companies bringing back flip phones for the novelty of it.
2: <laughs> That's that is true. Like uh, like vinyl records, so to speak. Oh yeah, right. But. It it was because of the opportunity in innovation. Like Steve Jobs famously said, people don't know what they need until I tell them. But think about how we have all benefited from that. And I believe that if government intervened with some sort of distortions in the form of subsidies... I don't think we'd have what we do today. We would not be enjoying the same level of innovation and technology. So now we're going to do that for electric vehicles. That just stymies innovation, in my view. It's just un, it's unnatural. It, it intercedes, gets in the way, blocks. You could make the same, could you not make the same argument, Rhino, about tenure? When you're protected like that just naturally, you're not concerned about, gee, I wonder how my performance is. (laughs) Oh, it doesn't matter. They can't get rid of me. Right? That's protectionism. Protectionism is just bad. It doesn't matter if it's tenure in college or it's subsidies to influence behavior in the consumption of products or production of products. It's just bad. And because it it's counter- to nature. It's just counter to human nature. And, and it uh, I think it spurs more of this march to mediocrity that I think is dragging this country down dramatically. Speaking of which, The Economist and I've talked a little bit about that publication. I've consumed it for, I don't know, over 20 years. And it's I wouldn't call it left-leaning or right-leaning. It's kind of moderate. It is published in the UK, and it's, it's widely read. So even they, yesterday, published an article about Jackson's water situation. The Economist from the UK, the title, A Water Crisis in Mississippi's Capital is a Harbinger of Worse. And it lays it out pretty well, honestly. They had amazingly accurate details about the root causes and the the time frames, the dates, and so forth, and about where we are. So you've heard the governor on our air, based on a press conference or a meeting, actually, that was held yesterday, that I think included the governor, the mayor, and Congressman Benny Thompson in in a mobile facility, a mobile Department of Health, because as we discussed yesterday, it was under statute that the Department of Health was able to intervene in Jackson's water system. But you've heard the governor going back to that say, you know, warning, we're not out of the woods here. Yeah, we're getting the pressure back on. Yeah, we're working feverishly to restore safe and uh, drink, safe, drinkable water to Jackson, but... This isn't over. So, the Economist reported yesterday in, in, the, in this article that was published, local officials warned that Jackson would be without, quote, reliable running water at scale indefinitely. Totally true. And it, it talks about the ice storms last year that cut water off. We all remember that for quite some time, and and gosh... How many dead gum boil water notices have been issued over the last few years? it's countless and so it it but anyhow what this article goes on to say is it's not just Jackson nearly 21 this is what they report nearly nearly 21 million Americans drank water from communal systems that did not meet safety standards in 2015. The latest year for which data are available. Unbelievable. So the, I thought they did a fair a fairly good job and a fair job of reporting on this issue. I just want to point that out. Goes on to say, as we all know, without adequate funding, access to clean water will worsen. Extreme weather is pushing the old systems to their limits. Time for a break here on middays. We're coming right back in the Element Well Studios. Half an hour left.
6: Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils.
5: Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations. Community outreach programs
9: Since 1920, many great beginnings in Mississippi have begun with a diamond from Albritton's jewelers. Since then, we've changed in many ways, except in our commitment to our customers. Hi, I'm John Albritton. At Albritton's, we realize how important a diamond is to you. That's why our trained gemologist inspects every stone we sell, whether you're buying your first diamond or celebrating your 25th anniversary. You can be confident of our quality and value. Come see why, since 1920, the people of Mississippi have chosen All Britons as their diamond store.
20: This is Brent Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Glutstadt, south of Germantown High, Callaway's has a huge selection of your favorite trees, shrubs, and fall color plants. Callaway's has large rolls of pine straw and we offer quantity pricing. Callaway's outdoor patio furniture is in stock and ready for delivery. All 20 to 50% off for a limited time free delivery in the metro area. Our farmers market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, fall pumpkins, local honey, jellies, jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm fresh produce seven days a week. Did you know Callaway's has beautiful decorative accessories and gift items for your indoor and outdoor living spaces? Callaway's has bulk soil for pickup and local delivery. Callaway's landscape designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can in design and install your landscape. Callaway's Glutstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown Island.
13: The Gallo Radio Show is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today trust care feel better faster
16: i'm jt mitchell and you're listening to super tall mississippi news mississippi is one of just 12 states that hasn't expanded medicaid and according to quentin whitwell of panola medical center that needs to change
14: It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to have anybody's name. I don't care if you call it the Ronald Reagan expansion program. Just make it and privatize it. That's fine. But we do need to utilize the dollars that are accessible for our health care because we are draining health care in rural areas and it is causing people to die, number one, for their diabetes and comorbidities to get worse, but it's also causing these towns to dry
16: up. As of 2019, Mississippi had the fifth highest uninsured rate in America. And state officials are investigating after a body was found Wednesday afternoon on a gravel road in Jefferson Davis County. No other details are available at this time. J.T. Mitchell, Supertalk Mississippi News.
0: Bring it Middays with Gerard Gibbert. It is on. On Super Talk Mississippi.
20: My friends feel as they're appointed to this.
2: To tell me. Want to do the great bill withers i think lovely day is my favorite one by him. it's good oh yeah and it's been used in some commercials it's yeah, pretty good I think for commercials the, the most
3: recent one was the person in the the giant bundle of stuff rolling down the hill yeah, that's right <laughs> i don't even know what they were selling i just remember they were in a big bundle rolling down a hill
2: was it insurance maybe? Or I don't know. That's like the that.
3: thing with some so many commercials nowadays, they're just there
2: to get your attention.
3: Yeah. And they very rarely do a very good job of selling it. I agree.
2: Well, anyhow, the royal family reports that Queen Elizabeth II has died.
3: Passed but. away peacefully this afternoon at Balmoral Castle.
2: Wow. So I'm seeing images, Rhino, of the Union Jack, which has been lowered, but I don't know what the custom is in the UK. It doesn't appear to be at half staff, but it has been lowered. It looks to me like a few feet from the top of the pole. I'm not familiar with the custom, but uh, they just showed an image of that. It looks like it. it uh, that pole is atop Buckingham Palace, or certainly on the grounds there. And and showing the images now, huge crowds gathering outside the gates in the fence around the palace
3: yeah according to the protocols following the death of a monarch the english flag will be flown at half mast after their passing
2: okay well maybe it just hadn't gone all the way down and it could be the the uh, perspective of the camera angle there but in anyhow sad to hear that i think she was a great lady i think she served well and you were talking about the bright colors They're showing images of her video you know and this one that's playing right now is uh, from June, and it looks like she's there with, oh geez, I think it's Biden and Jill, and they're out there on the balcony at the Buckingham Palace. But she is wearing incredibly bright emerald green, um, the jacket that she you know usually wears there, with the hat, the green matching hat. Kind of like the Wizard of Oz, Emerald City, right? Pretty cool, though. Um, Mose wants to let us know that he says, no matter where I was stationed in my military career, I never had a problem obtaining an absentee ballot to vote in Mississippi elections. And that's good to hear, Mose, and you should not. That is uh, uh, one of the valid excuses. I, I actually do think that the terminology they use is excuse. If I'm not mistaken, kind of like excuse from your your uh, note from your doctor as an excuse from missing class, so to speak. Right. But anyhow, good to good to hear that. Jimbo says the queen is dead. Long live the king. Is that what happens now? We install a king. Is yeah, it's uh, Charles. Yeah, that's right. What am I thinking of?
3: And the queen consort Camilla. Ah. They well, will remain at Balmoral this evening and will return to London tomorrow. Okay. But, yeah, that's the the way it goes with the English monarchy is that after the passing of one monarch, it is, in this instance, the queen is dead. Long live the king. Gotcha. you.
2: Well, let me just react here. Boo. Charles. Right? Not crazy. I don't crazy. think he has many friends. No. Don't. Boo. Hmm. That's all I'm going to say about that. It's enough on uh, the queen's death. So, the day of her death. Let's see. uh, Rhett Ridgeland says, I have the original National Geographic celebrating her coronation in 1953. Wow, that's cool, Rhett. That is definitely a collector's item, a keepsake. keepsake. I uh, suspect that's worth some coins. Good for you. That's cool.
3: If I'm not mistaken, if I did the math correctly, Queen Elizabeth reigned over the United Kingdom and all of their territories for
2: about 30% of the history of the United States. Okay. How about that? That's that's an interesting statistics. We're just not that old. Not compared to England, right? Right. Jolly old England. I think that's the point. The king doesn't really have any power, does he, says Paul and Meridian. Technically speaking, not. But they can influence policy, um, maybe less or so, of late than they in the past. They
3: kind of build laws around the power that the monarch still has. So the their version of the Congress, their their House of Lords and House of Commons, crafts laws that fall under the purview of the monarch, so at the behest of the monarch or due to the honor of the mon- All these different wonderful legalese words they throw around, but it's, it's a similar way to how we owe deference to the Constitution. They owe deference to the power of the monarch. Yeah. Although they do have representation.
2: Yep. I hear you. Uh, it's pretty cool. You know, uh, something that's always entertaining to watch is when C-SPAN will run uh, the video of the, uh, what do they call it, the prime minister's questions or something like that. It's when the House of Commons, or do both houses get together, the Lords and Commons? Is that what that is? No, I think they're, it's the prime minister, right, and um, that is seated on the side that aligns with the prime minister's party. Isn't that the way they divide it up? It's basically a room that's got two sides elevated sort of seating almost like bleacher like seating with a a alcove separating them yeah
3: and Robin I, williams described described it as Congress with a two drink minimum
2: <laughs> <laughs> but the prime minister's sitting down and has a podium and a microphone and and uh and so somebody is presiding over it one of those folks with the wigs on right. Yeah. From their court system, I guess. Again, I apologize, not terribly familiar with the. Well, in structure. fairness,
3: they do have some weird ceremonial stuff that takes place. Like you have the mace that's brought in by the sergeant at arms and placed on the table. <laughs> you know, and the, if the mace the is mace. not there, they can't do business. <laughs> and you've had a couple times in the past where someone got upset at what was being discussed and just grabbed the mace and took off, because if the mace isn't there, you can't do the business of the crown.
2: That is awesome. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. But what's entertaining is whomever is presiding, running the show up there in the front. Because, again, the prime minister is situated in the middle of the group that aligns with the prime minister's party and has got his or her aides seated next to him, but, but that person, the Prime Minister, seated, seated in the bench where they can just easily rise and get to the podium right there in front of them and and uh, to the microphone. But anyhow, members of uh, that, that group are recognized and they rise to ask a question of the Prime Minister who then is allowed to rise and respond. You know, wouldn't that be great in this country? That'd be cool, wouldn't it? Maybe a little harder because... We're talking about 535. But it'd be like a State of the Union, essentially, where you're able to ask questions, if you think about it. But what's so entertaining is, consistent with, you know, the British culture, they're so polite... (laughs) <laughs> They're polite when they insult the Prime Minister. Well, the Prime Minister acknowledged that he is an idiot or something like that. And it's just great. And, and then... Of course, the Prime Minister rises and refers to whomever insults them as the Right Honorable Gentleman <laughs> or Gentlewoman. They're so proper in, a, in alignment with the British culture, right? So proper in their insults, <laughs> in their vitriol. hall. Well, Will the Right Honorable Gentleman admit he has no clue what the hell he's talking about? <laughs> I'm obviously paraphrasing, but it, has it is a very bless your heart tone to a- it, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It. we need that in this country can you imagine joe can you imagine you know we'd have to break up. we'd be fighting let's let's be honest we'd go to fister cuffs i can see it
3: which i mean did happen uh on multiple occasions in the 1800s in the halls of congress yeah that's right i mean you even had a congressman shot at the true. halls of
2: congress by another congressman oh gosh speaking of congress those zany Congress people, they're up there trying to keep the government open. They're debating on the floor right now. They need $47 billion. And so, in the form of a what's called a continuing resolution, just kick the old can down the road here. So get this. The Democrats are adding gay marriage to this spending bill. So... It's really unnecessary because the Supreme Court has already ruled on that. But there there was some buzz after the Dobbs case that Clarence Thomas, Justice Clarence Thomas, felt like that needed to be reconsidered by the court. Once again, send it back to the states.
3: It just once again shows their misunderstanding of the three branches of government. Right.
2: The Supreme Court does not initiate that challenge. Right. Somebody's got to file a lawsuit. Don't they get that? Oh, my God, you're sitting in Congress. I ought to have a little better understanding of civics. So anyhow, there is some legislation pending. We'll get to this when we come back. The Marriage Equality Act it's already passed the House, it has a good chance of passing the Senate. They only need 10 Republicans to break the filibuster and get on board. But what they're trying to do is get a vote on the record here. This is all they're trying to do. Stay with us, foreigner bumping us out of this segment, and the final one in the third hour, final hour of middays up next.
9: I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. Every day, I see people in crisis. On the surface, they need a good meal. Deep inside, they need hope. On my best day ever, I can't save anybody. But we each can be a tool God uses to change a life. I want to challenge you. Allow God to use you to help someone else today. Check us out at gatewaymission.org, helping people right here in Jackson, Mississippi.
6: Land is one of the most valuable assets you will acquire in your lifetime. Hey there, I'm Don Coleman, a land professional at Four Corner Properties in Gluckstadt. Making sure that right property fits your wants and needs is my job. As a proven leader in the land business at Four Corner Properties, I can help you do just that. Give me a call at 662-571-1386 or at the office 601-952-2828. Land for
10: you is what I do. Bridge Builders.
0: Summer doesn't have to end on Labor Day, and neither do the savings at Ms. Kelly's and MissKelley's.com. Save up to 15% off and get special no-money-down financing for 60 months. Bring everyone together with a new sectional or dining room. Need something now? Choose from our huge selection of in-stock inventory, and there's no waiting. Stretch out the summer as long as you can and save big during the extended Labor Day sale at MissKelley's and MissKelley's.com. Keeping you up to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Super Talk, Mississippi News. Your news all the time. On air and online. Super Talk, Mississippi News at supertalk.fm.
9: Join Sports Talk Mississippi every Friday during the 5 o'clock hour for Food Fridays presented by Polk's Meat. We'll tell you our favorite way to grill the delicious Polk's original, Cajun and garlic and green onion sausages, as well as other barbecue favorites. Remember, picky people pick Polk's.
6: Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every day for the college football fix driven by Ford. Speaking of Ford, you already know that Ford trucks are built Ford Tough and that the full line of Ford vehicles are built for the future. But did you know about the Ford Blue Advantage? When looking to buy a used Ford, it has everything on your used vehicle checklist. A gold-certified 172-point inspection, a comprehensive limited warranty backed by Ford, a Carfax report, and even a 14-day, 1,000-mile money-back guarantee. The Ford Blue Advantage, used car buying that's built for you. All the folks in the Capital City metro area love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way, Supertalk Mississippi 97.3.
0: You know what that means! Middays with Gerard Gibbert. We'll do it live! On Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Welcome back, everyone. Super Talk, Mississippi. Back in the Element Well studio. So, all right, a key point on this uh, continuing resolution that is necessary to fund the government. Here we go again. So, uh, the, it's the optics, right? Democrats are going to embed this gay marriage issue, essentially codifying gay marriage. They already have a bill that's passed the House to do so. It is expected that one will pass the Senate. It is thought that at least 10 of the 50 Republicans in the Senate will sign on to this legislation. Of course, the uh, the president will uh, also sign it and enact it. So all it really does is codify what the Supreme Court's already ruled. So you've also heard the Democrats talk about codifying Roe v. Wade. In fact, I think, Rhino, last week, Biden essentially committed that that was going to happen, right? Oh, yeah. We have control. I guarantee you we're going to codify Roe v. Wade, right? All right, so by embedding it in the spending bill, it forces the hand of Republicans who, if they don't support it, then they're voting not only against gay marriage, but they're voting to shut down the government. And that becomes some degree of, of uh, political ammunition to use in campaigning. That's what this is all about. It's, it's really ridiculous, isn't it, if you think about it. It's not so much about the policy as it is about political exploitation and leveraging this opportunity. What you should be concerned about is keeping the government open. Not some social, unrelated issue.
3: But if you raise the point of, what does this have to do with spending? Oh, you're homophobic. Uh, Oh, you're (laughs) misogynist. Oh, you're transphobic. You're sexist. You're racist. You're all these other stupid things
2: they throw at you just because you disagree with their policies. Precisely right. Exactly right. Great analysis there.
3: Which is another reason why the youth are shying away from the conservative viewpoint. Why do you want to get shouted at by your peers? Yeah. Why do you want to be ostracized? Because really it's the left that forces politics into every facet of their being. Very true.
2: That's. Well, they're running with the social issues big time, and they are expecting to ride that horse to victory in the midterms, in particular the Dobbs case, the abortion issue. It is being reported that women are registering in record numbers in this country since the Dobbs case, and they are committed to going out and voting against Republicans because of the Dobbs case, because the vast majority of women in this country support, according to poll after poll after poll, some form of access to abortion. It's, it's a shame that it's just come down to that, honestly, that political leadership is determined by that issue, and all, all that really happened was the issue got returned to the states. That's all that happened, but that never seems to be acknowledged don't forget today on In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, you'll hear an interview with Mississippi Delta Community College Athletic Director Jason Connor. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar is presented by VisitMississippi.org. You can hear the show each Thursday and Friday, one to two P.M. on Super Talk. Tom and Carthage says, Civics We were we, this is in response to Rhino's comment that why don't they understand that the Supreme Court can't just unilaterally initiate a challenge to a prior ruling. Somebody has to file a lawsuit and get it escalated all the way up to the Supreme Court to be heard, to be litigated. He says civics, they don't even understand basic math. Oh, but you they mean loved the Supreme Court when they had it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But Now, of course, the race lady, by the way, said that Joy Ree over there at MSNBC. She's an idiot. You know, that one that is uh, so underprivileged, so disadvantaged, went to Harvard, makes a million six a year, and has a primetime television show. She said that Republicans are mad because they got called out for what they are fascist. You mean because we want secure borders? We want to eliminate crime? And support law enforcement locking up people in our justice system that go out and kill people like this idiot did in Memphis last night we want true and accurate and secure voting right? all that means we don't want them to control and indoctrinate our children you're a fascist! that's just ridiculous and that's a threat to democracy we're out of time here today I'll be off tomorrow, Mandy filling in for us back in the studio on Monday have a good weekend, everyone. Until then, stay safe and God bless.
0: A Super Talk Mississippi ah. Media Production.